Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song It's a good song, just as it should song American Brews and Tunes It's hard to say with this microphone sitting here. Whoa! <laughs> what could that mean? Oh, you know what it means already, dude. Do I? Yes. That's right. Here, we're here for another episode of American Brews and Tunes. Oh, boy. My name is Steven Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. And this is the, the Magical Week. Week 15. Oh, episode man. 15. Who doesn't like the number 15? Am I right? 14 doesn't like it because they wish they were 15. That's true. And 16 doesn't like it because they wish they could go back to 15. That's right. And if you were listening last week, you already know what albums we're listening to. I am listening to a Bayside album called The Walking Wounded. Or not listening to, but I have listened to yeah, the and, past two weeks. And I've been listening to Courtney Barnett's double EP called A Sea of Split Peas. Yep. <laughs> I wish I could go swimming in a sea of split peas. How about split pea soup? I do like see split pea soup. Especially when it's got big chunks of ham in it. Oh, yeah. Reminds me of Canada, eh? My, uh... Oh, my... you hoser. Why don't you pass a bowl of that split pea soup, eh? <laughs> Does it really actually remind you of Canada for some reason? Yeah, I went to Canada once and we went to this... And there was split pea soup there? <laughs> we, we, Me and my family went to, um, Toronto. Toronto, you mean? Yeah, whatever. I'm not Canadian. Um, we went there, and we went to this this show called, I don't know if it was called O Canada, but it was like a dinner show. Okay. And they gave us a bunch of, like a, it was like a three or four course meal or something, and they had some weird Canadian show. I, I don't remember anything about the show, but I know I had split pea soup, because I was like, ew, gross. And then I tried, I was like, ooh, this is good. <laughs> like, we knew you liked the soup, eh? You little hose head. I'm sure they said that You little thing. hoser. I said, I don't know what a hoser is, but this soup's good. <laughs> Anywho, oh, uh, so we've been listening to these two albums that each each of us has recommended for the other for the past two weeks, and we're going to come together and give a nice little review-ski. Oh yeah, like we normally do. For all you people who have listened before, you know, that's what we do. Yeah, for and those of you who haven't listened before, that's, that's what, what we, we do. do. <laughs> we do that while trying new beers. Of course, because this would not be American Brews and Tunes without the brews. Yeah, you, otherwise it would just be American Tunes. American Tunes. Boring. It's way better if it's American Bruising Tunes. Bruising Tunes. Bruising Tunes. Bruising Tunes. Bruising Tunes. Hey. Anyways. Way less boring with brews. Let's uh, let's, let's jump into the brew portion since we did a nice little segue there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, uh, that was the plan. Yeah. Stan. Wink, 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 wink. Segway, Segway, riding on a Segway. <laughs> chimpanzee riding on a Segway. Chimpanzee riding on a Segway. Chimpanzee riding on a Segway. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but I remember that video. It was hilarious. Perry, Very weird. Perry Grip. Is that the YouTube guy? I don't guy? know. I don't know. But it was funny though. Who knows? Anyways, this what are week. You, what are you drinking this week? I'll tell you what I'm drinking. In fact, this week we both have stouts. Oh boy. Which is we normally generally. Take IPAs or bigger hoppy beers, but this week yeah, we normal. both have super malty brews. 
Uh, this week, I have a brew by Evil Twin Brewing, which I might have had something from them last week, two weeks ago, whenever was it was. La- I know it was recently. I can't remember how recent it was, but I had something from them recently. But this week, I have something different, and it's a limited brew. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Even More Cocoa Jesus. <laughs> it's slightly based on their coffee stout, which is called the Even More Jesus. But this one has maple syrup and coconut, so I oh, think I'm man. in for a treat. That sounds pretty darn good. Yeah, it's it's a dessert. I'll tell you what it's not, though. A breakfast. Yeah, but you know what is? The what? beer that I'm having. It is? What? Say what? It's Founders Breakfast Stout. Like, what does it have, like, eggs and ham in it? Exactly. Kind of like the split pea soup. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I jest a little bit there. Um, it just has... It's a double chocolate coffee oatmeal stout that's a mouthful if you take a big gulp then that's a mouthful as well the coffee lovers consummate consummate beer brewed with an abundance of flaked oats bitter and imported chocolates chocolates chocolate chocolates eat this it's chocolate and two types of coffee this stout is an intense fresh roasted java note nose hot topped with a frothy i don't know cinnamon flavored head that goes forever. All right, so Jesse just did read the back of his beer in a was that Australian accent? I don't really know. It was a mix between a couple. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. Try in to a... do your Bre- your your best British accent. Hello, Governor. All right, so I'm gonna oh. read the back of my beer can um, with a British accent. It's it's gonna go Australian. It'll, it'll definitely turn to Australian. Hello, so that's Governor. Always, that's always what a happens. A few times in the history of craft beer. Hold on, see if this helps you. Think about Christian Bale and the Prestige. A highly Praised, I'm thinking Michael Caine. A highly oh, yeah, praised Caine, beer okay. rises beyond mortal stardom <laughs> into a higher godly crikey. Usually the recipe <laughs> to make such a heavenly drops of thick fudge-like black pitch black color. Amazingly overwhelming aromas of chocolate, coffee, chocolate. dark fruits, muscov something, sugar, <laughs> maple syrup, Coconut in obviously only made in limited amounts. People, this is the taste of rare. Crikey, <laughs> I spotted uh, even more Cocoa Jesus. Oh, man. Is that blasphemy to title your beer with that? I don't know. It's also just a name, Jesus. That's true as well. Anyways. Uh, I wouldn't say it's blef- blasphemy. Let's do what we do and uh, crack open these brewskis. Pour them and, and pour try them. And try them. Of course. Of course. But of course. Steve's is, def- is a can. And Jesse's is a bottle. Mine's a bottle. Oh, that sounds nice. Whoa, I can already smell mine. Oh, baby. All right, so here goes the pori pour. Ah, pori pour. Holy guacamole. I only poured just a little bit, and... Uh, that is a huge foamy head. Yeah, I, I didn't pour mine very well, and it's... I'm going to pour mine very slow, because it said the head goes forever, apparently. Well, mine does too, apparently. Wow, dude. half the glass is is head. Yeah, it's 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 like a foam party up in here. No, I know a lot. Have of you people... heard of Have you heard of sea foam green? Sea foam green. Yeah. The color. Well, I got beer foam glass. <laughs> beer foam glass. That's funny. I'm done pouring mine. Um, now we're both drinking this out of our Oktoberfest glass from the Flying Saucer of last year. Yes, it does. Um, and so my beer, since it's a 12-ounce beer, only fills it up about three-fourths of the way. Is, is it a pint glass or is it a little larger? 
This? This glass is... I think it's a pint glass, pint. yeah. So mine should fill it up, but there's too much... Um... There's a little bit of beer still on the... Like, by the rim of your can. And it looks like... Uh, like molasses. It looks like molten sludge. The color of it. What is this sludgery? <laughs> what is this sludgery? All right, so... It's probably going to be absolutely delicious go sludgery. Go and, and try yours while I finish pouring mine. All right, yeah, you got to kind of... Tame that a little bit. All right, let me just get a nice smell of this first. Oh, man. That smells so good. So, oh, yeah, so uh, cocoa-y and fudgy. Fudgy-wudgy was a bear. Fudgy-wudgy was a beer. Fudgy-wudgy <laughs> had... Fudgy-wudgy was a beer. In my cup, it sits here. <laughs> fudgy-wudgy wasn't... Pudgy. Wasn't... Wasn't no, it's probably pudgy. Wasn't, wasn't smudgy. Wasn't smudgy. Was wudgy? He? <laughs> no, he, he was pudgy wudgy. <laughs> uh, uh, that was a terrible rhyme. Mm. All right, anyway, so, mine smells great. Um, why don't what is, mine what, smells what like, smell like straight roast, chocolate and roast. Really, let me get a sniff. I'm not really. Are you getting much of like the coconut smell? Coconut or maple? A little bit, yeah. More of the coconut than the maple. Yeah, I can get a brief... I, I'm not getting any maple, but I'm, I'm like briefly getting a little bit... Again, just like whenever I was drinking the uh, um, the one coconut beer that I had earlier. Uh, who was it by? That was by Oscar Blues. Oscar Blues. Oh, yeah, Death by Coconut. Death by Coconut, yes. Um, it was kind of the same smell. You could kind of... It almost smelled like just like an Almond Joy. Like that chocolatey coconut little candy bar that everybody loves because it's the best ever. It really is... An almond that makes joy. Yeah, it's an almond that gives me joy. <clears throat> All right, let's try these. Yeah, why don't we... Let's say the magic word yeah. and, and drink them down into our bellies. shibbity beep a Holy cow. Man. Wow, this is way more bitter than I was anticipating. Really? Yeah. This is just smooth. This is not smooth. It's so big. This beer is just... Massive, really? Yeah, I, I want to try it. Now. It's not as sweet as I was anticipating. It's good, but uh, let me take. Let me go in for sip number two and see what I, if my what I, what I think again. This is hmm. very very good. Very well balanced. Wow, a beer that is dark as the night. Just like actually, ours are like the same color. Yeah, they're both like literally pitch black. Yeah. Here, let's do a little switch because okay, I don't think mine's super smooth at all. But maybe it's. Huh. it's very roasty. It smells like it's going to be smooth. You know what I mean? Nope, yours is way smoother. Hmm. What do you think? Wow. Intense, huh? Holy crap. Yeah. Holy uh, crap is right. Holy, holy coconuts. Yes. I can definitely taste the coconut. It's in there. But there's like a really initial booziness that's just kind of punches you in the mouth. Yeah. It is boozy. It's like 12%. Even more cocoa, Jesus! <laughs> punches you right in the mouth. Coco, no! Punch. <laughs> oh, man. Well, well, I'd say these are both... They're both very they're good. Both very, very yours good. Is, I think yours is smoother. It definitely is. It's only coming in at 8.3%, I believe. So you taste some like, more bitterness in mine, though? Yes, definitely. Roasty, if I, if I do say so. This one is much... Uh, <clears throat> oh... Much less, uh, much less roasty. Yeah. Well, maybe not as less roasty, but it's more. Uh, it's just m mellow. It's more manageable. 
I guess you could say. Yeah, it's much. It's just more mellow. Like, I would probably just have one of those, but I could probably have, like, two of these. Exactly. You know? But I would say both of them are good. Yeah. And as they warm up, if our uh, if, if we think they taste any different, we will let you know. You heard it here and you heard it first. They will let you know if the beers taste different later on in the episode. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. So, uh, what do you say we, we move on to the albums? You know what? Let's do that. What say you? What, what say you? say you? <laughs> I swear I'd never make that Lord of the Rings reference again on this podcast. Yeah, right. But I did. I knew you would. All right, so how about you go first? You know what? I, I was going to say the same thing. Um, let's get the... Actually, this might be a dicey week for both of us. Yeah, like... In a, terms of the albums that we recommended. Like Andrew Dice Clay. Dicey. Who's that? He's a comedian that swears a lot. Okay. He's very well, he's very vulgar. Don't it's n- it's do not, not listen to him if you don't like vulgar vulgarity. It's not going to get into that type of diciness. I know it just reminded me of his name. Just in terms of uh, the fact that neither of us were very keen on the albums that we listened to, yes, as, as much as our counterpart was. So I guess I'll give my Bayside background first. Ah, that sounds like a good idea. Bayside, everyone's favorite band from Bayside. <laughs> is that your background? No, they're from New York. Uh, I guess Bayside in New York, somewhere in New York. Um, and I, had, the first time I ever heard Bayside was on Fuse TV, like in maybe early middle school, waiting to go to school. And I th- it was either um, Blame It on Bad Luck or... Um, what the heck's that one song? Devotion and Desire. That's the how could I know? Yeah. Those, uh, one of those two songs I heard and I thought it was great. And I think my buddy bought uh, the album and I listened to it and I liked it and then I didn't really listen to much of their stuff at all after that. What year was this? This was, was it long, like middle school. Oh, middle school, okay. Uh, probably, it was early on. And then it was college, probably 2010 or 2011, I went to the Warp Tour with my buddies Mike Bolster and Matt Reynolds. Shout out Mike and Matt. What up? <laughs> uh, and they, we listened to, we went and saw Bayside, Senses Fail, uh, Newfound Glory, a bunch of other bands that I can't remember. I can't remember if Silverstein was there or not. Uh, who they'd knows? Be a, they'd be a good one to see too. Anywho, um, we saw Bayside there and it was awesome and I remember liking a lot of their stuff so I went and I, I bought all their albums and I listened to it a lot and I, they just, they're great. Uh, this one, this album, The Walking Wounded, either this one or the album Killing Time are my two favorites. Okay. And I recommended this one for you because I think you knew less songs on it. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But both of them I think are really fantastic. Both are very different but great albums. Okay. Um, I like Bayside a lot because they write very non-conventional chord progressions. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a unique voice. And their guitar player shreds for being in like a... I don't know if I would call them pop punk. Pop punk, would you say? I would say just like pop punk slash just rock. Yeah, but like he plays like metal solos almost. Like shreds on the guitar. Like he's very musically learned. He is very good at the guitar. Yeah. I I saw him once. I I was at an acoustic show for Anthony Ranieri and the guitar player Jack. He was just sitting at the bar and I went to him and I was like, I love your guitar solos, man. No one else in this genre plays like you. He's like... Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> oh, wow. Speaking of fun interactions with uh, Bayside members, my buddy Matt, who I just shout out, shouted out, shout outed. What do you, what do you call that? Shouted out. Let's say shout outed. 
Shouted. How about that? Just shouted because yeah, it's like sh- shouted, shouted oot. Yeah, but him, he he told me this story about one time how I want to embarrass him on this podcast, but he had quite a few brewskis, let's say, at a pot at, at a uh, a concert, and um, after the show, I guess he was running around. Maybe they hit up some bars or something after the show, and he saw Anthony Ranieri, and so he like. Try to talk to him, but it, I think it just came out as like slurred gibberish. <laughs> and then Anthony Renier is like, uh, okay. Uh, okay. And then later on in the night, they saw Anthony Renier across the street and they screamed at him and he looked frightened or something. <laughs> something along those lines. It was just, I can't remember the, the exact it's story, like, but <laughs> if you guys ever run into Matt Reynolds, ask him to give you that story. It was hilarious. <laughs> he sent it to me over, I think, like a five or six page long text. And I, Funny. I, it gave me the giggles. Funny. Anyways, anyway. uh, without further ado, why don't you start talking about Bayside's The Walking Wounded? Yes, I will. And again, uh, like our past couple weeks and most of our episodes going forward, we're just going to be focusing on the three main songs that we like. Yeah, I chose three. The three biggest songs that we like. Uh, we can briefly touch yep. on the rest of them, but yeah. we're going to try and keep it concise. Yep, we are going to briefly touch on the songs that we do not recommend because, again, this podcast <laughs> is about finding new music. Finding new music, not being bored with all the... And... And we yet, don't. We don't want to bore you by talking about every single song on the album. Yeah, we, want so, to, we want to recommend songs that we think are better. And then you would go listen to those songs and the rest of them to see if you like them. Yeah. Because in the case of this album, it's not my favorite. And also, I'm not sure if... Uh, this is just some ha- quick housekeeping. I don't know if we're going to have it up by the time this episode's up and running, but we're going to make a Spotify playlist. We're going to have two yeah. playlists. One that has every single album that we've listened to so far... And then the other playlist will have the two albums for the upcoming episode so that you can listen along and be prepared for the episode yeah. with us. Yep. Yeah. Uh, on more housekeeping, we have an Instagram and Twitter now. Uh, just look up American Brews and Tunes and you will find it super easy to find. No one else has called American Brews and Tunes. That's us. It's true. It's true. Uh, we post great content. Yeah, we're, we're the content generators. We like to make silly faces and whatnot. <clears throat> And if we're ever if we're ever at like an event in Nashville for beer, um, like just recently we were at a, a beer fest in downtown Nashville at the Bridgestone Arena. We made a great Instagram video. Yeah, or and, as we and say, Instavid. Instavid, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, yeah. just looking for great content about beer and music. Look us up on Instagram and Twitter, as I, I like to call Instagram Instagram. I like to call um, it Wow Wow Wegram. <laughs> But anyway, anyway. Anyway, Bayside the Walking Wounded. Without further ado, here yes. is Mr. Jesse Titus with his review. You heard it You heard it here, you heard it first. Here's Jesse with his review of Bayside's The Walking Wounded. Um, thank you for that introduction, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Darrell Johnston. Wow, this um, beer is crazy. Yeah, same, same here. I think I like yours better, though. Sorry, enough aggressing. Yeah, we're we, going to get into that. We aggress, I'm, I'm, sorry. I need to get into this. Um, so Bayside, album The Walking Wounded. Um, I'm going to kind of give a brief overview of how I feel about the album, and then I'm going to jump into the songs. Okay. Um, so they are a very good band. Yes. Um, they are very talented. I really, really like his voice. I like... As far as musicianship? I li- yeah, as far as mu- uh, musicianship, I really like it. Songwriting? It's very good. Songwriting is good. Lyrics? The lyrics are also very good. I won't lead any more questions. I'll let you... But I don't really like it, though. Okay. Does that make sense? So like, No, I can, I can, I can get behind that. So, like, think about... Think about, um, like, for me, superhero movies. 
Like, they're very good production-wise, acting-wise. And everyone loves them. But uh, they're not my favorite type of movies, though, you know? So it's, it's that kind of same vein where I know that this is very good music and I can appreciate it. Yeah. But yeah. I just don't particularly like it. Well, so, that's sad. I know. I mean, but the main reason that I don't really like it is because essentially he writes... And he, you told me that he said this before, right? Uh, yeah, I did read this in an interview... It might have actually been a podcast. Um, I guess we can shout out another but, podcast. Yeah, Shane, the lead singer from Silverstein, has a podcast called Lead Singer Syndrome where he just interviews other lead singers. That's pretty and cool. I think it was on that podcast that Anthony Ranieri, the lead singer bass I was saying how a lot of his... Someone said, your stuff kind of sounds like it should be on Broadway. And Anthony's like, yeah, yeah, I, I kind of almost write story-like and kind of make it seem like it's a musical. Yeah. And the melodies definitely reflect that. Yes. And uh, personally, I am not a big fan of musicals. Um, and so that is kind of... I would say that's the main reason why I don't really like the albums. That, or this album, I mean. But I can definitely appreciate the music and appreciate um, how good the lyrics are and how the songs are put together. So that is my uh, kind of brief overview of how i feel about the album yeah. let's get into the tracks yes let's how about we start with track number one uh i wouldn't have it any what other way. say you i say don't start with any other track but track number one okay sounds good um track number one is the title track it's called the walking wounded um i actually gave it a five out of five um all the songs that i recommend are five out of fives okay um this this song uh encapsulates the entire purpose of the album i believe or the general purpose of the album okay i can see that um the way i interpret it is that essentially he's saying that we are all the quote-unquote walking wounded yes um where we all have problems to deal with we all have you know things that we go through that make us the walking wounded and one line that i like on this on this song from this song is during the chorus um when he says who would want who would want to die as a cowardly little child when our time is up we'll be ashamed or proud so the line you know is essentially saying like we, it is we all essentially <laughs> saying jesse says essentially in this podcast yeah, I know. so i do i do i need to try to Move away from that. How about next episode, we'll keep an essentially tally. Oh, yeah, you definitely should. We forgot to do the brew, the burp tally, but we'll just skip it this episode. We've, we've, I think we've each had quite a few, so we'll... All right. Well, okay, so whoever wins the burp tally, if you guys keep track, let us know in the comments. But for us, we both win the burp tally tonight. Yeah, we both win. We both win. Participation trophies. All around. <laughs> to the two of us. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> What this line is saying is we are all the walking wounded, but who wants to die like not trying? Exactly. You That's know, good. That's whenever, good when our time is up, whenever we're going to be dead, like on our deathbed, either we're going to be ashamed or proud of what we've done. Because everyone's got stuff. Everyone's got problems. Exactly. Yeah. But working through that is, I guess, kind of what it means to be human. You know? A little existential there, maybe? Mm -hmm. A little bit. A little bit. And this is why this is one of the reasons I like I like the band. Yeah, his, his lyrics are phenomenal. His, his lyrics he's, he's are a very great. good lyricist. Yeah, his lyrics are very very good. 
But anyway, I recommended that one. Oh, no, wait. The guitar solo is awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He has and a lot of non, uh, non core, or non, um, key notes. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's almost jazzy in yeah. a way. In a way, not really, but. And then there's also, after the guitar solo, the bridge leads into a key change. Sung by? Oh, 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 oh and the bridge, though. Remember uh, what's facings? Right before the key change? That's not Anthony, Anthony Ranieri? Oh, is that uh, I Am the Avalanche guy? Yeah. Oh, that's why his voice sounds it's so Vinny different. It's Vinny from I Am the Avalanche. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's um, awesome. So on the, I love that. Right before the key change in the song, Vinny from I Am the Avalanche comes out and, and sings the chorus. And Scientists, it, they... I might have told this story when we did the I Am the Avalanche episode. me. But I was yeah, in... you did. I'm going to tell did. it again just because I want to. Okay, well... I was, I was in... Uh, give a brief version of it. Very brief. I was in just outside of Cincinnati in... Oh, what the, New, Wait, maybe you didn't tell this story. In Newport, Kentucky... And bass I was playing with did, I'm the you Avalanche. You did tell the story, yeah. Uh, and so we already know that that Vinny from I'm the Avalanche sings on Bayside's chorus. Yeah, and then Anthony and then Ranieri. Anthony Ranieri sings on sings a on, bass, yeah. a, um, I'm the I'm Avalanche the, song. Yeah. Now, in my mind, I'm like, Bayside will definitely play Walking Wounded. I'm not sure if I'm the Avalanche will play the Gravedigger's um, Argument or whatever that song is called. Right. Uh, so will we see them come out on stage together once? Lo and behold, both pa- both bands played their song that the other sings on, but they didn't come out and sing on each other's songs. I was That's like, so lame. what the heck? Yeah. You guys missed out on a great opportunity. That's so weird. At, least, at the very least, because let, let me come up and sing it for you guys. <laughs> come because, on. Because it's great. I, I always thought that Anthony Ranieri, like sang this part and he just like made his voice more gruff. No, now you know. It, okay. And this is this is older, so it's... it's well, this album came out, what, 2000... Seven. Seven? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is um, that I'm the Aval- I am the Avalanche album that I had you listen to was like 2011, 2012. Maybe. Okay. So was it was Vinny, Vinny Caruana, right? Yeah, he was. Was still, his voice less gruff? Yeah, I'll show point? you. I'll show you what some okay. of his early voices. And he was in a band called uh, um, The Movie Life, where he sounds a lot less gruff. Different. Yeah. Okay. But we grasped a big time there. But anyway, Back to you, yeah. Walking so wounded. it goes to like a piano, and then Vinny Caruana, I guess, comes out and says, "Scientists, they." Couldn't fix me, I'm so tired of getting out of bed. And then the line that we that I mentioned yeah. earlier. And then there's like the drums come back bum, in. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. And, and then, then they do change. a key change and it actually works. Yeah. The abrupt key change, it's, which is kind of a pop music thing. Yeah. But it's one of the few times where a key change actually works and I like it. Because as you all know, as I, I think I mentioned it before, I really dislike... Uh, like half step key changes. Yeah, you do. It's they're just annoying and stupid. I like them because they're fun and, and stuff. They're <laughs> the only thing they're meant to do is to make the chorus that you've already heard a bunch sound different, different and yeah. more interesting. Like it takes the place of a bridge. Yeah, which is I mean it's fine. Yeah. It's a legitimate songwriting yeah. technique. But in here, you, in this you, song, it actually works. Though. Did you give your rating? Already? Five out of five. Yeah. All right, and good. I recommend it. Okay. Next so, track. Is called track number two. <laughs> it's called track number two. I mean, the next track <laughs> is track number two, yeah. and it's called "They're Not Horses, They're Unicorns." I can't believe you gave this song that rating. I don't really understand the title. I don't either. It's slow, and I really don't like the verses, but the chorus is still really good. And that is one another plague, not a plague, but one thing that this band does really well is choruses. He writes catchy choruses. He writes, yeah. he writes very good choruses. I love this song. I mean, I like it too, but I just can't keep past like the the verses are so boring. 
Yeah, like the the lyric con lyrical content. Yeah, I mean the lyrics are good. She was a termite eating away at my roots. I love that (laughs) roots. Anyhow, um, Um, so but anyway, he rated this three out of five. I would give this five out of five, but. I you just, you I are just, your own just don't decider, like I suppose. I'm going to have some disappointments for you on my rating system. So That's fine. That's not a problem. Track number three. Track number three. I recommended it. Five out of five. It's called Duality. Duality. This um, is probably... I believe it, this is the best song on the album. And either this or their song Devotion and Desire are their most popular songs. I, yeah. Probably Devotion and Desire is the most popular, but um, this is almost right up there with it, I'd say. This is the best song on the album. It is mm-hmm. catchy at all points. The verses are not boring. The chorus is still awesome as all as the per other use. ones. Yeah. As per usual. Um, but yeah, this song is amazing. Um, it seems like it's a song about like a breakup and wondering how it happened. Because the... How does the chorus go again? Who let you who let, let this yeah. feeling well, die? Well, the first thing he says is, who let, who let this feeling die? When, when all I did was try Who let you let this feeling die? I can't get you out of my head My head So essentially <laughs> Crap Essentially So he's What he is saying Is it's Like you, I didn't let this feeling die Like I didn't You let this relationship go to, to crap Or yeah, whatever like But, like I, who but let I'm it, You let it Yeah But I can't I, get this out of my mind Yeah exactly So it's kind of a simple message But it's just The bridge is pretty rocking Yeah it's just, it's the best song all around. Is there anybody around. out there? Is anybody calling? Whoa, Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, this is, a, this is a great song to sing along to live. Yeah. Uh, and if you haven't seen Bayside live, even if you only know one song, or even if you don't know any songs, do yourself a favor, learn, even learn like one or two songs and go see them live. The first time I saw them, I literally only knew probably one or two songs, and I thought they were phenomenal. I had the time of my life. Me and my buddy Matt were getting in the circle pit or mosh pit or whatever, and I learned six. That was the first time I heard Six Six Sick, and I was terrified oh, and frightened yeah, and nice. amazed at the same time. It was a great day. That's a good song, too. Yeah. I know that one. But go see them live. Anyways, I, I guess from your reviews. Yep. Anyway, are you, are you done with track number three? Yep. That's pretty much all I had to say about it. It's just, yeah. it's good. It's just a good song. So I'll let you carry on. Oh, <laughs> nice segue. <laughs> track number four is called Carry On. Um, this is the third song I recommend. Wow, so all of your recommendations are out of the way already. Yeah. Uh, it is... I like... I The, the reason I recommended this song mm-hmm. is because of the lyrics. Okay, yeah. yeah. The cor- the verses are a little bit slower, but then in the chorus, it goes to double time. It's which is too. Which is pretty awesome. Hey, hey, I've got things to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, this song is about getting over a breakup and being able to carry on yeah. after it. Um, <clears throat> but the one of the reasons I really, really like this song, this song is because of the lyric. A challenge after this is kind of like in the in the last part of the chorus, I believe, um, where he says in regards to the breakup, he says a challenge fit for a man when I'm just a kid. So he doesn't feel he's, like he's equipped to, to yeah, handle he's, that. Yeah, he like, doesn't feel feel like he's equipped to handle what he's dealing with right now. Yeah. And then he also says, "If this is love, I don't want part of it." Yeah. So I feel that that is just a very personal song to him. It's very open, yeah. and a very open and a very deep song. So that is the reason why I 
recommended that song. Well, it's a good song. I, it's my third. It's number three. I would have recommended all four of these first songs, though. Well, yeah, but you like this album. Um, anyway, so that song is definitely in my top three for the lyrics alone. And the music is also very good. I'm going to move on to track number five, though. This song is called I and I. And is this one of their more popular songs of this album? Uh, it's, I mean, I've heard them play this one live, but no, it's not one of the, it, I mean, it's a popular song, but it's it's not the, I'd say Duality and Walking Wounded are the, the, the most, two big the ones. The most popular, yeah. okay. The only reason I asked that is because on the gold edition, they have there's a, there's they a have live a, version of it. Yeah, there's that live version on there, but I, I'd, I'd still say it's not one of the, the more popular ones. It, okay. It's still popular, gotcha. but not the biggest one. My rating reflects that. I hear it three out of five. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I still like this song, but I, I... This song... This song is still good. Like I said before, these songs are all good. I just don't like them. Yeah. Um, this song has a really good bridge, a very catchy chorus, per huge. Um, This song is essentially about taking control of your own life amidst <clears throat> problems. That's pretty much it. I, yeah. At least the way that I... Can think the way that I interpret it. All right, I can buy that. Because he says stuff like, "I and I are taking control of our lives," or something like that. Uh, like I'm the only person who can control it, and I'm not yeah. gonna let anyone else help. Yeah. So the next song, track number six. I love the title of this song. I don't like the song. I like the title though. I like the title more than I like the song too. I'd agree with you there, but I still like the song. What's the title, you ask? Choice hops and bottled self-esteem. And no, that's not the title of an American Brews and Tunes episode. That's the title of the song. <laughs> <laughs> it's got that slow kind of start. But this song especially is very... The phrase that I'm coining today is musically e. Musically e. Like it's like a musical. Oh, okay. The melody, it's very musically e. Like a musical. Yeah. Okay. But I want to say musically e. All right. Coin um, your phrase... Kind of boring, but it's still a well-written song. Mm-hmm. I just, just am not very fond of it, so I gave it 2.5 out of 5. And the, Which, by the way, is the worst rating I've ever given a song Same with the on next this podcast. Song too, yep, next song, track number 7, also got 2.5 out of 5. Did you read all the lyrics for the next song? Mm-hmm. I love the yep. lyrics on I this like song. I like them, so do I. Okay, I'll but let you talk I just, about them then. I just don't like it, though. It's the, still, it's the song's still, called Head on a Plate, number seven. Yeah, the song's called Head on a Plate. Uh, still very mm. musically y. Yeah. Uh, the lyrics, though, the, the message of the song is good, though. It, it's about the, the music industry. Exactly, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a very, very good, good lyric. Super honest. Song lyrically. Yeah. But for me, that doesn't justify the... The song itself. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But what this song is about... Essentially. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> essentially. Is the music industry, and I'm assuming criticism that was thrown at him. Probably, yeah. So the title, they want, like, they, they want head, on, head on a plate. They want my head on a plate. Yeah. So all of the people who criticize their music or him in general, like the way he writes, um, is what the song's about. Yeah. Basically. Uh, the lyric that I wrote down is, I'm really not that conceited, I swear. I'm... I'm not. I'm just trying to bring music back to music. Yeah. And then some of the later lines uh, are about essentially the music industry and how everything is kind of like 
down to a T and he's trying and like he says something about like uh, what's the word uh, creativeness or something like that is not a curse. Yeah. Creativeness so, and, um, so them being different and them being like a, a different musical style is not a curse. This like, is the song where he talks about uh, like putting emotions on the, the, the piece of paper either isn't a bad thing or is that another song? I believe that's another song because okay, the mind. last song Pop Euler signs, but they're but they're they're writing is, creative music. They're not. Yeah. They're on this one. They're not doing what the record companies say. And they had on the album Cult a B side where they were criticizing bands that are uh, more or less making like music for for money. Yeah. They're talking like they're kind of calling out bands on the Warp Tour, saying you're basically One Direction with throat tattoos <laughs> <laughs> to a lot of the bands on the Warp Tour. And that that kind of encapsulates exactly what he's saying in these songs. Yeah. Again, very good lyrically, but I just am not a big fan. Yeah, fair enough. So track number eight, I gave three out of five because I liked it more than the other ones. And what's the song called? Dear Your Holiness. It seems that this song is not exactly an anti-religion song, but kind of, in a way. Yeah, I don't think he's um, religious. He, I believe it, it's just him saying, that's not going to work for me. One of the lines is, uh, in regards to religion, he says, another penny thrown down the well. So, basically, just, uh, just, like, a, just like a wasted, a wasted, wasted wish. wish. Yeah. yeah. I'm hoping for that. Uh, so There are other religious themes that kind of pop up in some of their songs, but it's not like the main focus of the yeah. band. Yeah. So anyway, on to track number nine, which, as you can see, Steve... You ran I, it differently a couple times. I almost... No, that was, that was going to be five out of five and a star. <laughs> But then oh. I was like, I was like, should I recommend four tracks? And I was <sighs> like, no, I probably shouldn't. So I just gave it four out of five. This is a great song, though. It is a great song. It's, it's track number nine, and it's called "Landing Feet First. Just the 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 chorus is just so good. Ayo, ayo, I hoped you weren't waiting long. This is a song about being in a great relationship, like the first yeah. part of a relationship. You're landing feet first into it, and it talks about falling a couple times in the song. I think, right? Yeah. If our world falls down tonight, I'd be there. Something yeah. about being there with a net to catch it or something like that. Yeah, but it's uh, that's a super catchy song. Uh, if oh, you ever yeah. see Anthony Neri acoustic, he always plays this one. Well, not always, but often does. Yeah, um, it's, it's a great a song. Super great catchy. Song. Four to five. Almost recommended. Definitely check that one out. On to track number ten. Thankfully. Well, thankfully. Um, this one's this, not my favorite either. I gave this one three out of five. It kind of also has it's a, a, a me, religious tone to it. Yeah. It talks about one nation under God, but thankfully that's not going to be that way for long or something like that. Yeah. Um, same kind of story musically, very musically e. Musically e. Musically e e e e e. Not musically. Not, not, not really what I like, but. Like Mini Me. You ever seen the Austin Power movies? Yeah. Remember Mini Me? Eee! <laughs> most things that he says is E. E. I don't remember that specifically, but. Well, if you remember anything about Mini Me, any noise he makes is probably Eee! <laughs> okay, well, anyway. <laughs> Huge grass, sorry. Anyway, on to track number 11, which was also a track that I almost recommended. I uh, give it four to five. It's called R- A Rite of Passage. Yeesh. This has an amazing chorus, but what I really want to touch on is one of the the line, the chorus lyrics. Because um, again, this band is phenomenal lyric-wise. The lyric is, 
There's no right way to go. Oh, but I also have to sing the melody because it's so catchy. Go for it. There's no right way to go. So, and then he says, <laughs> I, did, I just like, I just, right way to go. I just like that beginning part. Yeah. Uh, the next line is, and it's kind of have, has a religious tone as well. Mm-hmm. He says, so what if I'm a sinner? I've got black spots on my liver and cancer growing on both my lungs. We take everything we know about ourselves and put them in a diary in a firing. Scrutiny blown on me now. I think I'm ready to go. So, again, the purpose of the whole album. Mm-hmm. He's saying, I'm ready to go. I realize who I am and I just need to go. Like, I'm the walking wounded. I need to get through it and just go. Yeah. The last song. Is track number 12. Pop, pop, in parentheses, Eular, Science, with a capital yeah. E at the end for some so reason. So if you were confused by what Jesse just did there, the first word is popular, but they put the word pop in parentheses. So it's like and then pop, the U, Euler, The U is science. capital. Oh, yeah. And then Lar, and then Science, where the E is capital for some reason at the end. Who knows? Uh, definitely not my favorite song. Versus or chorus, uh, but very lyrically, very good lyrics. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Is, 100%. This is the song that they're talking about the music industry, and and how messed up it is, and how just honesty, dumb it and, is. And like putting like, it's like those aren't void. You need to do what what makes money, and that's what you have to write. Uh, honesty doesn't sell. And so one one of the uh, one of the lyrics that comes back all the time is at the end, especially they say they don't care about you. Yeah. They're just out, you know, they're just out to make money. They don't care about you. They don't care about your passions. They don't care about what you're writing about. As long as it's catchy and as long as people buy it, that's what they care about. So it's a great song lyrically. Like so many other other songs, it is amazing lyrically. Yeah. So I, overall, I gave this song, this album, 3.5 out of 5. Which okay. is the worst rating I've given. But again, it's just not my personal preference in yeah. music. I can appreciate the great lyrics, the great music. It's they're a very tight band. Yeah, it's a super good album, but I just don't like it. For I bet you you'd love to see them live. You would really enjoy would. them live. I probably would. I probably would. Yeah, but, but fair anyway, enough. Um, I mean that that's how I feel about the album. Again, you guys go check it out for yourself. Yeah, make up your own minds. Don't let Jesse's warped yeah, yeah, view. Yeah, don't let affect my, your don't uh, let my opinion. don't let my uh, hate of musicals. <laughs> All right. Anyways, Get in the way of what you want, if what you want to listen to. On to Courtney Barnett's double EP of Split Peas. Before I actually start reviewing, I want to give a outline of what my rating system is this week. Oh yeah. Um, if you're just if this is your first episode, Steve always has a different rating system. Yeah, I like to keep it funky fresh. I like to just do a classic out of five. Yeah. Essentially, mine is technically one out of five, but um, but he likes to. Add a different skin on it or a different uh, filter yeah. on so it. So one being the worst, five being the best. Here's number, starting with number one, is Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> That's one? because Is that your least favorite cola? I hate I hate all colas. Well, yeah, you hate all cola. What here's number two, Coke. Because <laughs> okay. Coke's a little bit better. Here's number three, Sierra Mist. Mm. The best out of all lemon lime sodas. I think I, I think I see where you're going with this, Steve. Number four, cream soda. Okay, what's Number five, five crush. orange crush. I knew it, yeah. Good job. <laughs> Uh, so I'll we'll, we'll keep that in mind. Uh, starting off with track number one. So if you didn't catch that, those are Steve's favorite pops in order. Well, 
I really despise cola, so Pepsi and Coke I don't like at all. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So they're the, your least favorite. Sierra Mist is my go-to. It's average. Average. Um, cream soda I, I really enjoy, and Orange Crush I love. So if you're if you're feeling a little bit saucy, you get some Orange Crush. Oh yeah. Well, if I'm feeling anything, I get Orange Crush. All right. But not a lot of places have it. So that's quite the uh, rating system, Steve. Yeah, but it gets even better. You'll see. Yeah, I know. Right, I remember you one. telling me whenever we were writing down our reviews, you were like, "Oh, my rating system just went rogue." I did say that, and you'll Ooh. see why. Can I wait? Can I guess first? Guess. Um, the one songs that you really like, you made into a crush orange float or a cream soda float. No. Dang it. But you might be on the right track. We'll see. Okay. All right. Uh, song number one is called Out of the Woodwork. And I'm just going to go out of the woodwork and say that this is a Sierra Mist rating. It's okay. not my favorite, but it's it's a good representation of the album's sound, yeah. what she's going to sound which like. Is, which is what? Which is this. Uh, very, um, <clears throat> uh, as far as the instrumentation goes, I'm going to say <clears throat> like very grassroots Americana. Yeah, uh, for definitely. For her, she's an Australian artist, actually. Um, she's a, a pretty, I'd say recent solo Australian artist. And I know from uh, researching her, she's been in and out of other bands, but this is her one of, uh, it's not her first release, but it's her first, I guess it's not even her first full length. It's just two EPs put together, but it's yeah. um, one of her first major releases. We'll say that. Um, did you, did you happen to look up whenever she was nominated for best new artist? It was this past, this I past, this past year? year. Yeah. 2015 or 16. I think 2016. She was nominated for a Grammy for best new artist, which yeah. is huge. When you listen to this, it's it's kind of hard to believe because, and, and even like she said, she's been like was yeah. playing like bars and stuff, and then lo and behold, she got nominated for a Grammy. Yeah, well, uh, the uh, the radio station in Minnesota, the Current, um, talked a lot about her, and they they essentially said that they said uh, like she was playing bars in Australia before this, and then all of a sudden, bam! Like bam. as much as much as an overnight success as someone can be. And, she and she's from Australia, and she got yeah. huge. It's just crazy. Yeah. Um, but so like anyway. I said, uh, instrumentation-wise, very Americana for an Australian. Uh, <laughs> like I'm saying, like the, that clean, classic clean bass, the Fender guitar tone. Yep. The classic Fender Strat Yeah, and sound. It, it, half the, the guitar tone sound like they're coming out of a Fender like twin reverb amp with all that, yep. that natural verb, reverberation, reverb. Um, her vocal style is, uh, I'm just going to put this on Front Street, super lazy. Uh, it's like oh, yeah. a mix like Tom Petty lazy, but also like a talky almost. Like yeah, she, it's, almost, it's like a, a, a half halfway between singing and speaking almost. It's almost like a mix of Tim Armstrong, Bob Dylan, and then someone with tone. Yeah, uh, so it's it's interesting. Someone with a palatable tone. <laughs> um, but anyways, back to the first song, Out of the Woodwork. The song's okay. Uh, the they're, they're good lyrics. I mean, she's a phenomenal lyricist. Yeah, her, her um, lyrics are very strange. The only lyric that I can even like... I've listened to this song quite a few times. The only lyric I really carry like afterwards is just because you're older than me doesn't mean you have to be so condescending. Yeah. I just really like that line. Um, but she says it's like, just because you're older than me, you don't have to be so, so condescending or something like that. You sounded like Bob Dylan there. So. Sorry, I just naturally gravitate yeah. to Bob Dylan. Anyways, uh, on to song number two, which is called Don't Apply Compression Gently. And here's what I rated it. Cream soda... With a hint of raspberry juice. <laughs> what? Because I love cream soda, but you, <laughs> if you put a little bit of, if you put just a little bit of fruit juice in cream soda, boy, does that make it so much better. Am I right? Yes. I have no idea. I've never done that. Well, you should because a little bit of raspberry juice in your cream soda is fantastic. I've never even thought to do that. Well, now you will. Like, it's, huh? It's, this hmm. is not this is not orange soda, but it's above cream soda. Huh? I am an avid drinker of cream soda. 
What should I put into it? A little bit of fruit juice? Yes. I've never thought that. Well, you're crazy. Funny. Anyways, I That's recommend good. this song as well. Uh, mm. This song is faster. Uh, wait, uh, not much faster, but it's. I, I feel like it's faster than the last song, but it's so much more melodic. Um, yeah. There's no chorus in this song also at all, which... I generally like choruses, even though I like no effects a lot. Who doesn't have choruses? Um, but that's fine. I, I can get past there being no choruses in the song. Uh, the song is essentially about uh, an ended relationship, I think. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's about how she could be like forming her artistic voice or maybe her personal voice. Uh, there's one yeah. line where she says, and this might be a long line, I take pieces from everyone around me. I'm, yeah. I'm not individual enough for you. I replicate the people I admire, but at least I'm not bitter and sad. Which I, I like a lot, but I really like the last line that she repeats over and over and over again, which is, I may I may not be 100%, but at least I'm happy, but at least I'm not with you. So that line's, I may not be 100% happy, but at least I'm not with you. Yeah. Uh, and that line comes back a lot I in the end. I may not be 100%. percent yeah. It's really odd. It's, it's a cool line. Uh, the song is... I'm just going to say this um, for all the songs. This album took me probably like 10 listens before I liked anything on the album. Yeah. I I, hate, I, I, I actually that was gonna, hated the album at happen. first. It was like, I, I was so bored with it. Um, but it finally grew on me. See, I'm trying to get you out of that that punk mentality that you're in Well, right stop now. because it's draining me. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but I'm trying to open your horizons, bro. Anyhow, track number three, which I believe was the first... Maybe the only single push from the album is called Avant Gardener. Uh, this this single was the next song, History Eraser. Oh, okay. Well, this I think this one was pushed as a single at one point in time. Mm-hmm. Maybe not that one, but um, I gave it Sierra Mist with Cranberry Juice. Okay. And so, so like it's it's better than average. Halfway between Sierra Mist and Cranberry Juice. Three and four. Cream soda, yeah. I like this song, um, but holy wordplay, especially with the title. Yeah. Um, Avant Gardener. Instead I of Avant Garde. Almost recommended solely on the lyrics. But the song itself wasn't enough for me to, to recommend gotcha. it. So kind of like how I didn't recommend that one song. Yeah. Like, yeah. essentially, I, I want to say what the story is in the song because it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, um, she's She's kind of like, she doesn't start out as a gardener, but she's kind of, I, I, I don't want to speak for her, but I, I think she's got anxiety and like fear of like the world. And so she takes up gardening to take her mind off of that. Yeah. Because her neighbor does it. Um and well, it just has some really clever turns of, of lyrics. And here's some, some really cool lyrics that I, I thought were kind of funny. Um, she says, I'm breathing, but I'm wheezing. Feel like I'm emphasizing. Emphasizing. is <laughs> <laughs> not a word, but she just did that to rhyme with wheezing. Yeah. And then um, another one later on in the song, she says, the paramedic thinks I'm oh, clever because yeah, yeah. I play guitar. I think she's clever because she stops people dying. Yeah. I was, actually, so I, funny. I was gonna ask you if that line was in this song because yes, I, I love I, that, that line. It's hilarious. It's like because it's like, you I, think I'm clever because cause I, I play, play guitar. guitar. I think you're clever because you stop people from dying. I think you're clever because you save people's lives. It's like, that's it's, way it's cooler hilarious. than playing guitar. Um, but I don't recommend it just just based on the actual song itself, yeah. uh, melody and, and, and chords. However, the next song I do recommend, and I give it a cream soda, which is a solid, technically four out of five, I guess. Yeah. Its song's called History Eraser. Great song. Um, it's catchy, but I still don't think it's as melodic as the second song, which was uh, the compression song or the, the gentle... Don't apply compression gently. Yeah, yeah. Um, But the lyrics are pretty great. Uh, it's about like a mix of like drunken and lucid moments. Yeah. Uh, where the first line is, I got drunk and fell asleep 
or fell atop the sheets, but luckily I left the heater on. Yeah. Uh, and the rest of the song, like she, she's like, uh, I had a dream where I wrote the greatest song, but I woke up and I can't remember it. Yeah. It's just got all these these kind of hazy, kind of tr- almost trippy memories. Yeah, and the and the music goes well with that too. Yes, I, I was just just about to say yeah. the chorus is trippy because of all the weird. It's the the melody isn't like a huge range. It's really limited yep. and almost monotonous. It's very condensed. But it's got all these weird harmonies that make it seem really trippy, and I feel like that's so intentional just to, to match the yeah. the lyrics. I mean, even the uh, even the melody in the verses is very uh, trippy in a way. Agreed. I got drunk and fell asleep. Luckily, I turned the heater on. Slightly Bob Dylan. This one, she's very like toxicy in it, but yeah. Anyhow, song number five. I also gave a cream soda rating, but I I did not recommend it. Uh, super catchy, um, and the melody. Uh, I don't know. The melody's pretty triumphant. I guess I wrote. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Did you Did you say the track name? Oh uh, yes, the song's called David. Okay. I, I, actually, I don't think I said it. Uh, track number five is called David. Cream soda rating. Track number five is called David. The lyrics are good, but don't strike me as as much as like the last song did. Um, but the you vocal still give it cream soda. Though. Yeah, the vocal hook is really good. Like when she does the hard to pretend, and it comes back, and that's the hook of the song. I'd say. Um, it's a melody that gets stuck in your head, but, eh, I don't know. It doesn't do much for me. It's, it's a very rock and roll song, but I don't recommend it. Yeah. But if you want to listen to it, go for it. All right, song number six is called Anonymous Club. Based on the music, it's Coke. Based on the lyrics, it's maybe Vanilla Coke. Oh, uh, just, just a tiny bit better. Yeah, um, the lyrics are kind of good because they're interesting about, like, being lonely and being anonymous mm. together. But I like this song. It's slow and boring. It's okay if you don't like it, but it's I like it. It's boring. Here's what I say. This song should remain anonymous. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> next song. Next song is number seven. The song is called Lance Jr. Uh, I gave this Sierra Mist with a little bit of pineapple juice because pineapple juice is the bomb. Wait. Is that better than cranberry juice? Because you said cranberry juice earlier for no, Sierra Mist. No, I prefer cranberry because pineapple's sweet, cranberry's not. <laughs> so this one's 3.25. Yeah, uh, cranberry's <laughs> better with, with Sierra Mist. Okay. Um, classic guitar tones in the song, fun melody, and there's some really awkward parts as soon as the song starts out. Yeah. We'll let you figure that out for yourself, but yep. it's kind of funny. Go listen in, because it is very awkward. It's very awkward, I'll just say that, but whatever. Uh, song number seven, I don't recommend... Song number eight, I do recommend. Best song on the album. Wow. Here's what it is. Orange Crush, but not from a bottle. Um, I gave it Orange Crush from a can. Wow, I am I am surprised by this. I didn't, because this song is slower. Yes. It's, it's, it's long. Like, it's it's, this it's is very the, long. This is the longest song yeah. clocking in at 743. I did not think you would recommend this I song. I told you you'd be surprised. It it's so, my favorite it's song. It's longer. Wow. So the song is called Are You Looking For Yourself. After my rating, it should be orange you looking for yourself isn't it are are you looking after yourself yeah orange oh whatever i was trying to make a good joke you said are you no no no. you said i know what what you're saying you said are you looking yourself and are you looking after yourself like orange you looking after yourself there you go yeah it's my favorite song anyways i don't care about the joke man i just want to get the after in there fair enough who cares about the after that's, part, that's like the whole part, purpose of the song. I know. Uh, the song is literally almost like a back and forth between a parent and a child, lyrically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she takes hold of that uh, back and forth and incorporates melodic and timing um, aspects to reflect that. Uh, so the parent always comes in first in the verse with a slower melodic line. Um, and then the response from the child is faster and at a slightly... Um, I don't want to say contrapuntal, but 
differing melody, I'll say. Okay, yeah. So the parent is always kind of checking in, saying, like, are everything okay? You need to take care of yourself. You need to watch after yourself. And the kid yeah. always has... So the parent's pragmatic. The kid's idealistic and dreaming-ish. I guess that's a good way to, to say it. Like, the, the parent says, are you working hard, my darling? Uh, another line is, have you got some money saved for those rainy days? Are you eating? You sound thin. Uh, and the child responds with uh, a bunch of lines like, uh, I don't want no nine to five telling me that I'm alive. Uh, the child also answers, my friend's plan bands are better than everything on radio. And it's, it's, got, it's, it's a really cool um, back and forth between the two. And when the child comes in, this bass line comes back in too. And it's a great bass line. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the last verse, the child gives up and essentially sells out saying, you know what, I, oh. I need to get a job and get married and have kids and have a dog, raise a family. And it's, it's kind of, it's a bummer. And after that, there's a guitar solo and the song goes away. But then the bass line comes in by itself and the rest of the song comes in for another like minute and a half jam. Yeah. And I think that's, I that's, almost want to say that's the that's, inevitability of that unfortunate life mm-hmm. that comes on for everybody. And I think that's what she's trying to say. I don't know. And just musically speaking, that's like the that's like the way jazz music is. Like you you like come back in with the chord progression and everything and then like you go back to like the head of the song or you know whatever. So that's kind of cool to see that. Yeah. In modern modern music. Yeah. But it's a great song. Definitely it's my highest recommended. Wow. Um that's so surprising to me. That's awesome. I'm going to cool. go through these rest of these songs because we don't have too terribly much longer, but here it goes! Go through them fast because, again, we want you guys to check out these albums as well and let us know what you think. All right, so track number nine is Scotty Says. It's a Sierra Miss, so it's it's not a bad song. Um, it's not that great. Um, I like the song. It reminds me of something that Quentin Tarantino would put in one of his movies. Listen to it again. It sounds yeah. like something that would be in Pulp Fiction, like when okay. they go to that yeah. diner. No, yes, yes, exactly. That's what I was thinking of. It's that's like the guitar very, tone. It's, it's got like very Western. It's got tre- the, tremolo yeah, going got the tremolo on. on and it, it's, yep. it's classic Fender. So it's it sounds like that to it's me. Again, super clever lyrics, but the chorus is okay. It's it's not my favorite. Moving on to song number 10 called Canned Tomatoes Whole. In parentheses, whole. If, if I was being Courtney Barnett saying it says, Oh, crikey, canned tomatoes, old. Old. Uh, the song's really happy sounding. The song about uh, like a disintegrating relationship that, I don't know, it's it doesn't do much for me though. Uh, I gave this rating Coke because it's bleh. Again, go listen for yourself. We're going to go through these last two real quick. Uh, song number 11 is called Porcelain. I give this also a Coke rating because it's Blech. I like that song. However, I hear a minor chord, which is kind of a which big change because a lot of these things are major, major songs. Um, nice harmonies going on there. Um, unfortunately, like I'm not sure why, but there's this weird atonal piano solo going on in the end. Oh, I love that part. It's like jazz. Yeah, it's definitely it's 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 not jazz. It's atonal. It's yeah, it's, but it, it's it, modern it, it, atonal. It reminds me of jazz, though. It's great. I love it. And for those of you who don't know much about atonal, that's like stuff that. Like stuff that's outside of the key that doesn't necessarily make sense and sounds yeah. really out of place. And usually with, with atonal music, there's a system that they use. But in this, I feel like it, they just literally were like, "I'm just gonna play whatever whatever I want yeah. over this." And so that's what they did. Yeah. So no me gusta is what I wrote. I like um, that. I like I I love this song. That. Would have been a Pepsi for me, but the harmonies, oh, wow. the harmonies, and the first part of the song saved it you didn't give a pepsi throughout the whole thing i know uh oh. last song song number 12 is called ode to odetta 
I also like that song. I gave the song Sprite. Which is not in your rating scale. No, in fact, that's a little lower than Sierra Mist. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like Sierra Mist better because it's not as sweet. <laughs> that's Sprite's two, a little that's too point, that's Sprite's a little 5. too sweet. That's 2.5. Yeah. Uh, this song has the classic Fender tone with a big reverb. The harmonies are great, um, but, you know, it's, it doesn't do much for me. Right, exactly. So overall, what I would give this rating-wise... In the whole album. Yeah, the whole album's a well, serious with what? a drop of cranberry. You know what? That's the same exact rating that I gave my album. This album, here's, I'm just going to read what I wrote down. This album has a unique, it's, it's like, it's very unique and different, which is good because it's not something I would ever listen to. The style was so different. Crikey. Crikey. It's from down under me hot, me mates. Crikey. But it's still very Americana, which is strange. Yeah, which is very strange. Uh, it's crazy that she was nominated for a Grammy. Like, I, yeah. This like, doesn't sound like anything that's been on the Grammys. Um, I'll probably only ever listen to those top like three or four songs, the ones that almost made it and the ones that did make Maybe. it. Um, but it, it took me so long to get in this album, yeah. dude. Like it, it was just so out there for me. And again, for me too, like I would say that we both don't really enjoy the albums. Like we wouldn't choose them. Like say we're going on like a car, like a long trip. Yeah. And you had to choose ten albums. This wouldn't be like I, I wouldn't choose that Bayside album. I wouldn't you choose wouldn't Courtney Barnett. Choose, yeah. But we can still appreciate like the music. Yeah. And where they're, and where they're coming from. Yeah. But I do think I will listen to those select few songs again. Okay. I mean, definitely. Like if I'm if I'm in the mood, I'll listen to the Walking Wounded again. It's a great song. And I do think this is better than Broken Bells. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Cool. That album was a dud except for the first song. Wow. Tell me how you really feel about that album, dude. It stunk. I love that album. Uh, it didn't stink. It just wasn't my cup of tea. I can appreciate it because I'm a, a lover exactly. of music. And that is what this podcast is about. It's about exploring new horizons, new music, music that you're not really comfortable with, breaking out of that zone, and yeah, just exploring new music. And of course, new beers. New beers. Uh, so let's let's finish up these brews, give our recommendations, and then sign off. Yeah. What did you think of that brew overall? Barrage. It literally is still as potent as it was before. Uh, that that booziness hits me up front, but it's it's so roasty. I could not find any maple like hints at all. No, you know what? Same. It's kind of sad. It is sad because they advertised it. Oh well, it's. Uh, the, I the mean, ma- the, the coconut was great. I'll, I'll be fine with that. Yeah, you know what? It was still good beer. It wasn't though. the even more maple Jesus. It was the even more cocoa. So coconut, I guess. Well, maple yeah, wasn't I, I in the title. I know. That was just like a little asterisk that they put they put on it. Yeah. So next week, what I'm going to recommend for you is uh, it's going to be an older album, perfect uh, from a band called The Descendants. Oh, and the album I've is called been Wanting to Listen to Them. So the, good. Here's your chance. The album's called Milo Goes to College, and I'm not going to speak for for everybody, but I think this is probably their most influential album. I would say, in your opinion, uh, I'd say in a lot of critical opinions. Uh, this oh, okay. Is, I don't cool. want to say universal, but I think that's this is a pretty unanimous uh, agreement. Okay. Uh, and I, this is kind of a a shifter for pop punk almost, like turning pop. When, when, pop was, when was it released? Eighty two, I believe. Okay. And so it's 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 was a that punk album. Before or after my, the Minor Threat album that you had me listen to? I think after, definitely after. Okay. Uh, Are so you sure? it's after or around the same time, but where I Minor Threat is much time. more of like a, that early hardcore punk. This is punk with a melodic edge oh more and melodic so, aspect so this okay. is like the start of pop punk almost interesting okay yeah. cool i'll, I'll like so to, i think I, you'll I like it love to listen again to that. that's descendants milo goes to college okay now the album that i'm going to recommend for you is by a band not from america a winter of mixed drinks by by the band frightened 
Rabbit. Frightened Rabbit. That's sounds odd. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I listened. I started listening to this album uh, during, I believe, sophomore year of college, and uh, it was very, very good. I personally like it. I don't really know any if like the critics liked it or whatever, but I liked it, so that's why I'm recommending it to you. Fair enough. So why don't we why don't we finish our beers, clank our glasses, and say the magic words? All right, here it goes. Magic word. Magic. That's magic it's, phrase. It's one phrase. You're right. Yeah, phrase. Shibbity people. Ah, all right, guys. My name is Steven Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. And that is it for Bruising Tunes this week. Thank you again for listening to the 15th episode of American Bruising Tunes. Yeah, we are out. We will see you guys in a couple of weeks. You know, it's not a mean song. It's a good song, just as it should song. American Bruising Tunes. Shibbity beam a day.